What is going on, movie lovers? Welcome back to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where every week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. As always, I'm your host, Matt Craig. Thank you so much for listening. And we're back. I missed you guys last week, but this is uh, edition number 251. And we're talking about a pair of Netflix awards hopefuls. It's Leave the World Behind from Sam Esmail. And then, of course, May December from Todd Haynes. Uh, I'm just going to say it up front. I'm a little disappointed with those. And I will say um, what I say in the newsletter, too, which is like, I, I'm sorry to be a bummer on weeks like this. I genuinely don't like when I can't strongly recommend the movies i'm writing about because it's not as helpful for you all i love uh finding movies that you're gonna you're gonna love instead of being like oh i'll read this and now i don't want to see it but if if in either of those cases if you have seen the movie i would love to hear your thoughts get in touch with me on twitter at mr matt craig or through my newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com let me know what uh which of these movies you liked or didn't like or what other movies especially here at the end of the year uh that you have really liked and that i should talk about on future editions of the show with all that being said it's time to jump in to leave the world behind the first season of the tv show mr robot is one of those pieces of storytelling that leaves you forever indebted to its creator Giving director Sam Esmail a Netflix-sized budget and movie stars like Julia Roberts, Mahershal Ali, and Ethan Hawke to work with felt like a can't-lose proposition. Instead, it's yet another example of the streamer's overindulgent development pipeline, allowing talented filmmakers too much leniency to chase their flights of fancy. Esmail, who, I mean, while a brilliant visual stylist and a boundary with boundary-pushing ideas, admittedly has a bit of an avant-garde sensibility. I know this because of his semi-regular appearances on one of my favorite podcasts. Without the necessary checks and balances, he created a mystery story that's all build up and no payoff. This manifests first visually, with fancy camera turns and excessive drone shots attempting to spice up what is essentially a small contained drama and disorient the viewer. It works a little too well, as I found myself being taken out of the suspension of disbelief, a tough blow in a story that is a science fiction story at least for now. (laughs) Let's hope it's a science fiction story. Essentially, a family rents out an Airbnb on Long Island only to be joined by the house's original owner, um, which is Marshall Ali and um, also Mahalia Harold, during a blackout. It soon becomes clear the blackout is a cyber attack and eventually a slow descent into apocalypse, which comes out more like a liberal fantasy of a collapsing society in a post-Trump America. Tragedies compound without explanation and Characters are helpless to do anything about it. The biggest tragedy is the lack of character development, though. Across a two-hour and 18-minute runtime, characters slowly reveal themselves over time, but none of the dramatic events cause them to change in any meaningful way, slowing any forward momentum in the story. I found myself waiting for it to turn into a third-act resolution, and I'm still waiting. The point of the movie, it seems, is that it doesn't really matter whether people try to make a difference or allow themselves to be anesthetized by bread and circuses, in this case the TV show Friends, which admittedly is a hilarious gag. Because the forces working against them are unknowable and unstoppable, forgive me for still having some hope. Now, is the movie devoid of value? Of course not. I found Robert's performance somewhat erratic, but Hawk is great and... Uh, Mahershala Ali remains one of the most charismatic screen presences in the world. 
The movie works best as a thought experiment. It's similar to Don't Look Up in that way and many other ways now that I think about it. But if this movie and May, December below uh, were meant to be two of Netflix's award plays this year, then I think they came up short. That said, I still have very high hopes for Maestro, which is out on the service on December 20th. Okay, every week I give you something new, something old, and something to stream. This week's something new is the other Netflix awards hopeful, May, December. Every year, there's one movie that comes along, and past examples include something like House of Gucci or First Reformed, which I can acknowledge is quality and made by a true filmmaker, making artistic decisions and real intention behind his storytelling. In short, all the things I want out of a movie, and yet... I actively dislike all those decisions and end up strongly disliking the movie. That is this movie this year, which tells the story of an actress, Natalie Portman, sent out to do research for a role by shadowing the woman she's playing. The woman, Julianne Moore, was formerly a tabloid star for having an affair and a child with a 13-year-old boy, but now the two live together with a family 20 years later. The Ringer's Brian Curtis rightly identified this as closer to a journalism movie in its construction, considering Portman interviews secondary sources and observes her primary subject. And that's all good, because any of the renderings of the art form of acting are incredibly pompous and silly. Maybe that's the point? I don't know. Sudden pops of dramatic uh, music remind me of the SNL sketch The Californians when all the characters crowd around the mirror and the effect here had to be intentionally comedic in the same way, yet I wasn't laughing. I also struggle with Portman and Moore, both incredibly effortful actors, playing incredibly effortful parts, so much so that the seams are showing on the story like it's an acting class exercise. Again, we're talking about director Todd Haynes here, who made I'm Not There and Carol and Far From Heaven. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. It just didn't work for me at all. I know this movie created some buzz when it dropped last week, so I'd be curious if any of you all saw it, if you have a different opinion. I actually would love to hear it, so let me know. Okay, this week's Something Old's from 1993, and it's uh, now streaming on Pluto TV, the the free-to-watch one, if you don't have it yet. It's The Pelican Brief. We talked about Julia Roberts. She was in Leave the World Behind. Here she is again. Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington together in a movie. That's essentially the entire pitch of this David Grisham adaptation about a law school student, Julia Roberts, who accidentally uncovers a government conspiracy and gets hunted while a newspaper reporter, Denzel, tries to uncover the story. It's 70s paranoia in a 90s overly polished style from the genre's foremost filmmaker, Alan J. Pakula, who made All the President's Men and The Parallax View. It's actually kind of hilarious how many times this movie slows to a halt just to bask in Robert's smile and beauty, which is ironic considering she mutes her charisma for most of the runtime. I actually didn't really love this movie as much as its reputation would suggest, and I didn't really love it as much as a lot of other Grisham movies, but the floor on these 90 pseudo-thrillers is just so high. As far as cheesy dramas go, this one is pretty fun. This week's Something to Stream is actually available to stream on FX now if you have a cable subscription, but 
It's First Man, and it was on HBO long for a long time, and I really hope eventually it cycles around Netflix so that more people can watch it. I don't think enough people watched First Man when it came out in theaters in 2018. It didn't really have like a great critical reception, but it was my number one movie from 2018. And upon revisiting it this week, it joins the super exclusive club of five-star movies for me on my letterbox. Again, there are like maybe only 10 of these. Uh, I'm a very harsh grader on Letterbox, but this one's five out of five stars. You can read my full review uh, at the newsletter. Again, you just have to like find the search bar and type in First Man. I don't think I was doing the podcast back in 2018, so it may not be in the podcast archive. So again, mattcraig.substack.com and then search for First Man. But this time around, I was just blown away by Damien Chazelle's direction. It's an incredibly visceral experience watching this movie, which masks the depth of the storytelling underneath, and yet nonetheless leaves an impression on a viewer in the end. It's unlike any space movie that's come before or since, and it might be my favorite of the genre. I've also been overwhelmed lately by just how many Ryan Gosling movies I love. In recent weeks alone, I saw Fracture, Drive, A Place Beyond the Pines, and this, and all of them are four-star and up movies. It's hard to deny that he is my favorite actor at the moment. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for this week's show. Uh, I really appreciate you listening. As for next week, I'm going. I'm planning to go to the theater three times, use up the full AMC Stubbs A-list experience, because I really want to see American Fiction and I really want to see Poor Things, and then I also want to see Zone of Interest. All three of those talked about as potential Best Picture nominees and also maybe potentially the best uh, movies of the year. They are out in Los Angeles and I think New York as well. May not be wherever you're listening from. If that's the case, uh, be on the lookout. Again, all my reviews are spoiler-free, so you can come back to see what I think about them. And then when they make their way out, maybe later December, maybe January, uh, you can head out and, and see them. The big movie release of the week is Wonka. <laughs> and, you know, good for Timothy Chalamet, but I don't think I'm going to be seeing that movie. At least from the, the previews, it uh, it looked actually just really bad. Maybe I'll be surprised. If, if people say it's great, then maybe I'll go out and see it um, for movie number four of the week. Because <laughs> it's that time of year, guys. It's that time of year. And you'll see reviews of all of those on future uh, podcasts and also at my newsletter again one more time, mattcraig.substack.com. I can't wait to talk to you next Friday. And until then, guys, as I always say, I guess I'll see you at the movies.